have a special way I really want to open up this service. I want to greet you by saying, Dearly beloved, we are gathered in his presence and in the sight of these witnesses. All right? To witness the joining of this man and this woman in a covenant relationship to Jesus' church and to this local body. The same union, the same unselfish kindness, the same unconditional love that makes a marriage grow and thrive lives in the heart of men and women that are called to love and to serve his body. And it takes a special person to be willing to commit to that, to hear that, to invest themselves in that unselfishly. Amen? Amen. This is a very, very special day. I uh, was realizing this, uh, this year is the, the 40th year of when I first received my own calling into ministry. And uh, during that time, the Lord said one thing to me that really stands out, that has been consistent throughout those 40 years. Um, I was at a men's retreat once after an amazing time of worship, and my heart was just buzzing and wide open, and I just heard the Lord so clearly say in that still small voice, he said, I called you. You didn't call me. If you try to work out your own calling, figure it all out, and do it in human strength, you're going to get frustrated and worn out. But if you realize he's the one that called, you're responding to his call, to his empowering, to his word, then you'll find the momentum and the grace that you need to continue to pour yourself out because he will continually refresh you. Amen? You know, for all of us, um, there really are three um, stages, I think, in our growth. We all start out realizing the gospel of the individual. Somehow the Holy Spirit gets a hold of our life and we realize that we need him. We realize we can't make it on our own. We realize there's so much more and we understand that Jesus paid the price to forgive all of our sins and to bring us into a relationship with the Father that we could only dream about. Is that right? If you're saved, you've had an encounter with the gospel of the individual. How long does it take to begin to walk with Jesus? And then fall in love with your brothers and sisters and realize, wait a minute, there's a gospel of the kingdom. That was the preaching ministry of Jesus. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So all of a sudden, it's like, wait, it's more than just about me. There are other people who don't know Jesus. There are other people who need to be built up and encouraged and equipped in Jesus, right? And exploring that amazing mystery of the kingdom you know, of, of God, the kingdom of Jesus. But you know what I realized is you finally, I think, get some gray hair perhaps, maybe some sooner than others. You realize it's not just about a gospel of your individual life. It's not just a gospel of the kingdom about people and the church. It actually becomes the gospel of a king. It always comes back to our individual relationship putting him in that place and the throne of our own hearts, making him genuinely the king of our own lives. And that never, never ends. And so, Nico and Alyssa, I just 
I want to encourage you with this. We have a number of things scheduled. It's going to be, I hope, a, an, whoa, an incredible blessing for all of us to witness this installation service. And I believe the Lord has something inspiring for each and every one of us as we realize uh, what he's doing in this moment. And so I wanted to just read something about um, the calling that's on your lives. And I know you know it, but Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 describes the nature of the church and his heart toward all of us. And so I just want to remind us all that we're all called. There are giftings and anointings that we all carry. We all need each other so much. We can't possibly walk it out by ourselves. And so Jesus gave us some as apostles, some as prophets, and some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Miko and Lissa, you're living in an upside-down church. The fact that you have been called and honored and responded the way that you have means that you are the servant of all. You are the one who gets to push other people up, and the more those around you succeed, the more you succeed in the God in the calling God has put on your life. And so this isn't a hierarchy. This isn't about ego or status. God sees your character and your gifting and your heart enough to know they're the ones who can build up and equip and enable the church to be all that Jesus desires it to be. Is that amazing or what? So we have just a few words of encouragement from different people. And Jeff, you're, you're the first one. So if you know any of Miko or Alyssa's most embarrassing moments, I encourage you to share them now. So come on up. setting a timer because I was told I have five minutes so I am a preacher so it could happen uh, I want to speak to you this morning um, from a apostolic perspective and I want to um, share with you and give to you uh, some wisdom that uh, has taken years to receive and usually takes months to give away. And so, in fact, I had hair before I received this. It just, um, I want to, uh, I want to share with you because, um, I believe that this is going to help you go to the next level. Charlie and Lori have built a ceiling for you to build your floor on. Um, but I think that if I can take it to another level, I think that they've built a launching pad for you to launch from, okay? Um, there's two major words that are used for the church uh, and two major mindsets that are used for the church today. Uh, there's the seeker-friendly model, which is 
about dumbing down Holy Spirit, hiding him in the attic or the basement so that you can make everybody that comes in the door feel really welcome and, and, uh, and that it's all about them. And um, you can spend money trying to, you know, have better coffee than the guy down the road and better donuts and maybe valet parking and, you know, where do you stop? Um, the other model is sold out Holy Spirit, um, crazy off the wall, uh, what if people think we're crazy, who cares, that kind of mindset. And I want to say that you can walk and chew gum at the same time, okay? You can do both. So here's, here's the idea. The word oikos, which means family, it's a Greek word. It's not yogurt, people. Um, it's, uh, it's actually used in Luke 8.39 where it says, go back home. Home is actually the word oikos. Go back home and tell people how much God has done for you. So the man went all over town telling how much Jesus had done for him. In Luke 19.9, it says, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household, again the word oikos, because he too is a spiritual son of Abraham. Listen, you have the opportunity to build family here, oikos family. And um, the word oikos family uh, in the New Testament didn't just refer to those in your bloodline. It also meant people that served in your house, worked in your business, uh, your barista down at the corner. They didn't have baristas then, but you get the idea. Um, it, it meant everybody that you helped support in the way that you lived. You have a, a job to build an oikos family within this building. And can I just say to you, it's okay not to stop at the four walls, but to go to the whole neighborhood. Um, the other word is uh, ecclesia, and it has more to do with outside the four walls. Ecclesia was an assembly of people deputized by the emperor to introduce and implement the culture and laws of the empire. This is a ministry outside of the house. Matthew 16, 18, it says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, Ecclesia, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So we're talking about the inside of the house. We're talking about the outside of the house. And can I say to you something the Lord shared with me a short time ago is that the inside plus the outside equals your metron, which is your, your um, it's a Greek word meaning your reach or your the people within your influence. I want to suggest to you that your influence is not just in here. Your influence is all of the people that you touch throughout your day. Maybe it's the barista, maybe it's the guy at Lowe's, maybe it's, uh, it's whoever. And so you have the ability to uh, reach out and touch all of these people and impact them with what you guys do. Um, on the pastoral and evangelistic side, and it's interesting that uh, Pastor Charlie had shared uh, from Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, um, on the pastoral and evangelistic side, you deal with past issues. Now, this is a little bit different mindset, but Imagine with me uh, a timeline that I'm standing in the middle of the timeline. This is today. This is the past. This is the future. And so ministering pastorally and evangelistically, you're dealing with issues that started yesterday and before. In other words, you have somebody that comes into the church. They have a drug issue. You're dealing with something from the past. Because it didn't start right now. It started somewhere in the past. They come in with uh, abuse issues. They come up with, um, or they're an orphan, either spiritually or physically. They, whatever it is that they come in with, and you're helping pastor them, you're helping to evangelize them, disciple them, all of those things, you're really dealing with the past issues. At the same time, the church is also 
called to prepare for tomorrow. So imagine with me that the things of the past are pastoral and evangelistic, while the things of tomorrow are, are apostolic and, and prophetic. And so you're, having, you're being called to do both. If you only deal with the pastoral and evangelistic issues, you will always be, your agenda for the day will always be dictated by the past and by the enemy. Because he's the one who started those issues in people's lives. And you will always be, your agenda will be set by the enemy instead of by the Lord. If you're looking forward into the future, apostolically and prophetically, then you're hearing from heaven just as Jesus did, and you're dealing with those issues. You have to deal with both in today. Does that make sense? Okay. It's, that's a challenge, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm at six minutes, so I'm already over time. But let me, um, let me just add this one last thing. Everything you do must be built on the foundation of the word with the truth in love. The truth in love. Truth without love is abuse, and love without truth is enabling. You have to have both. Last thing is choose good team members to walk with you that will administrate the vision that you set forth. You as a couple, you have to set the vision. The word administration is the same word that we get the word helmsman from. A helmsman is someone who stands at the, at the wheel, the, the steering wheel of the ship, and they are the ones who, who steer the course, but they don't choose the course. The captain or the admiral chooses the course, but they steer the ship. Whoever runs your youth, whoever runs your children's ministry, your worship ministry, your young adults, your seniors, your whoever, they have to be helmsmen that will administrate the course that you've set. They have to keep their portion of the armada on course to reach the goal that you're setting forth. Bless you guys. I'll prophesy over you later, but bless you guys. You guys are amazing. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I, I actually forgot to introduce. Jeff and Roxanne are here because uh, they're just dear friends. They're the pastors of Rainier Assembly of God. And Jeff and I and Lori got to travel through Japan and speak to uh, Filipino churches, Japanese churches. And that dude can prophesy with fire. So you're going to, yeah, he can. You're, you'll hear that later. But you know what else he does? Uh, oh, you, I already took a drink out of it. No, I'm kidding. Um, what I really appreciated, and the reason I wanted Jeff here, is I heard him in multiple locations, and when his heart opens up, he begins to pour out, he really speaks as a spiritual father, somebody who is releasing blessing, releasing encouragement, releasing empowerment to go. He's, he's actually insulted me before, and I really appreciated it. He's, he, I won't get the quote quite right, but you said the problem with pastors is what? They normally don't, they don't want to put enough pressure on people, burden on people? What's, what's the quote? Something like that. And so it's like, thanks, Jeff. It's, that is my struggle. He doesn't have any problem expecting the best out of people. So uh, I appreciate everything that you shared. We also are going to have uh, uh, Alyssa's dad and Nico's stepfather come up. Ron, why don't you come share the, the words that you have for them? Mother-in-law, what did I say? Father, Nico's father-in-law. Did I say mother-in-law? Oh, stepfather. Whew. Okay, well, at least I didn't call you a mother-in-law. So. Okay. All right. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Um, 
I'm filled with a, a, a lot of uh, things I could say, but the Lord has narrowed it down to hopefully four things. I know Miko's not here, but Alyssa, I'm going to give it to you. In, in John, you want to be like Jesus. It says, Jesus said, if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. One who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. This is the important part. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment what to say and what to speak. In Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter, Moses told the people, do not add to or take away from the word of God. Jesus says, the father who sent me has given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. Keep to the word of God. That is what the commandment is. Do not add to or take away from the word of God. The other thing I have, say I have, what the Lord has it's a message for the church, the church, and also for Miko. In the ninth chapter of 1 Corinthians, that was the sixth chapter of John, in case you want to follow up on what I read. It says, and I'm jumping right in, uh, who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? And Paul says, for it is written by the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. And Paul says, nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure everything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. What this is saying is that the church, their living is to, is to be based on what you give them. You shall not muzzle an ox with his tread off the grain. What it is saying to you, Miko and Alyssa, is that you endure everything and you don't bug them. You don't harass them about giving money to you. That is what Paul is saying. <laughs> the other thing, so that's number, those are two things. The third thing, which is really important to be in ministry as Paul says, this is in the first, first Corinthians, the ninth chapter, it says, he says, if I do, and he's doing ministry, if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if, I, if not of my own will, I am still constructed with a stewardship. Then he goes on to say, to the weak, I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I do it for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them, may share them in its blessing. What he's saying there is that when you preach the gospel, you are, you don't exclude anybody. Nobody is excluded from the gospel. It says, and this is part I don't have here, but it says in, in 1 John 2, 2, he's the atoning sacrifice not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Everybody is eligible to be saved. But the important thing that Paul says here is that I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in his blessing. 
when you are preaching the gospel, it is so that you may share in his blessing. So when you are the preacher, if you don't believe what you're preaching, if you don't believe what you're preaching, but it says, Paul says, so that I may share. So when he said, now I know when I preach or when I spoke, it's the Lord that's spoken to me first. It's not anything new to me, but it will be new to what you hear when, when you give out to them. Make sure that he's spoken to you from his word first before you speak. And then here's the last thing that Paul says. He says, do you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do not receive a, a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Least after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Again, Paul is saying, if I'm going to preach on love, if he's going to preach on love, there's rules, there's commandments. I can disqualify myself by saying, you need to love, and you can't even get along with me. That disqualifies oneself. So Paul, Jesus, they're examples. So make sure you make it simple. Practice what you preach. <laughs> okay. Lord bless you. Can I have the mic? Steal the mic. Okay. I saw that. I didn't uh, do it intentionally, but uh, I love that. How many of you figured out that Ron is a man of the word? I mean, committed to living. And how many of you know Jeff? McCracken is a man of the spirit, and, uh, and of course, they're both mature, uh, but I love the old saying that if all you have is the word, you're going to dry up, and if all you have is the spirit, you're going to blow up. Anybody ever see someone following after the spirit, and they blew up their life? But if you have the word and the spirit, you grow up, and so that's the sweet spot. We want to honor the word. We want the Holy Spirit to breathe upon it and bring revelation deep into our hearts that changes our minds and our understanding that we come into conformity to what he's doing. And only the spirit interprets the word properly. So that's, that was wonderful. So I have just a couple of quick thoughts uh, myself. And uh, Pico keeps popping in and out. So uh, I especially want to rebuke him. But we'll see. we'll see where that goes. Um, the first thing I wanted to share, just because, you know, you've been on this journey for a while, but it's, it's significant, this step, whether people realize it or not. Um, every time I've seen someone get ordained, if, you know, they get surprised because all of a sudden there is a mantle of authority that the Lord honors on that person's life. And jokes that you used to get away with, you don't get away with anymore when you're ordained because people think you're speaking on behalf of the organization that ordained you. Your words carry more weight. And then you come into the role of being a senior leader and having to make those final decisions and really seek the Lord with your whole heart, be open to hear all the information you need from your community so you can pivot if you need to. Alyssa, I loved that sermon. And so, uh, but in that journey, 
Uh, Oswald Chambers had a wonderful uh, instruction for, for leaders, and I believe especially senior leaders. But have you noticed, by the way, everything that we've talked about, yeah, we're directing it toward Miko and Lissa, but I believe everything we've heard is true for all of us as believers. We're all leaders. If you're following after Jesus, you're already qualified as a leader. The leaders who are following him, other people can follow after. And so Oswald Chambers, speaking to leaders in particular, said the chief competitor to devotion to Christ is service for him. Don't let your schedule, don't let the urgent crowd out your time with the Lord. You fell in love because of an encounter and other people's expectations and all the responsibilities. You don't ever want that to get in the way of your heart-to-heart -heart times with the Lord, hearing his voice and responding in faith and obedience. Can I get an amen for all you more mature folks out there? Um, also, you both have incredible giftings. You both have really sought the Lord. He's empowered your life. Um, we, we heard a funny thing. Someone was visiting a, a church recently, and uh, they talked about abiding place. And then somebody said, oh, I know about that church. They're a charismatic church. And uh, so, you know, somebody said, yeah, and they started talking about our church and some things we do. And then somebody else stepped in the room and, you know, what are you talking about? What church do you go to? And they said abiding place. And then somebody goes, oh, they're a really charismatic church. I don't think they meant it as a compliment necessarily, but I don't care. I will wear that. And charis charismatic is rooted in a Greek word, and it's where we get our English word charisma. And uh, there is an empowerment. There is uh, God's presence that rests on a life that actually can draw people to the Lord, or you can use your charisma to draw people to yourself. So there was a, an illustration I just loved in the indispensable qualities of a leader. Um, it, there was a story told about a young woman who got to visit two British um, diplomats and dignitaries at the turn of the century. One was Benjamin Disraeli and the other one was William Gladstone. One was a prime minister, the other was very much involved in Israel. And uh, this lady had dinner with uh, William Gladstone and as she walked away, her comment was, you know, I've, I've been so impressed. He must be the most clever man in all of England. And uh, so he used his charisma to impress her. But the next night, actually, she had dinner with Benjamin Disraeli. And after spending time with him, she came away and said, wow, I must be the most clever woman in England. Use the empowerment that's on your life, the relationship with you, have, you have with the Lord, so that people know it's the Lord resting on them that transforms their lives, and God is going to honor you know, their gifts as you pour into their lives. I, uh, that has been on my heart the whole time. Lord, I don't want charisma to draw people to me. I want my charisma to draw people to you and have them believe more in themselves. Amen? So uh, before we move into... Uh, the, the next phase, we're going to do an open mic, so be thinking if there's something that you want to share that you really believe is uh, faith-building and God-glorifying that you would want to share with Miko and Lissa. And I, I will hold on to the mic so we don't have it run away from us. That's no comment on you, Ron. No. But there's one last thing I want to do and while I'm sharing my thoughts, and it's actually just a verse. I want to read a commissioning verse from... 2 Timothy, it's 2 Timothy 4, 1 um, and 2. 
And it's Paul saying, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. So just receive that as a commissioning and a calling. You're gonna, it's his word that you're preaching. You have to confront things when the time comes. You're better at that than I am. So be gentle how you rebuke, especially if it's me. And, uh, but be good at exhorting and always show patience the way God has shown patience to both of you. And I just so appreciate um, both of you. When you share the word, the instruction that you bring is so alive. And that has blessed me. You know, we are all experiencing and seeing right now the fulfillment. I, how many of you love it when a vision and a prayer comes together? Three years ago, all four of us, Miko and Alyssa, Lori and I, separately heard Miko and Alyssa were to be the successors for us in this church. And so we sought the Lord in a process of discernment for two years. We announced it last January. We had a community meeting. Guys, everybody believes that, that God is in this. This is his timing. You can uh, walk in faith concerning that, and it's for good and not for evil. It's to be a blessing to this church. It's to be a blessing in your life, a blessing in this season for Lori and I. So we just celebrate um, very much that we've been playing follow the leader all along as we've sought him concerning today. Um, so uh, is there anyone here who has a a thought to share, an encouragement for Miko and Alyssa. Somebody knows some childhood stories. We have family members here, so um, is there anyone who would like to share a word of encouragement as they launch off in this new adventure? See, they do this at weddings. That's why I'm doing this. So. Open mic, anybody? Come on, Joel. Come on down. It's like the price is right. Uh, I trust you. Ron, I can't trust, but. As I was praying after uh, I was invited to come, I felt like the Lord said that I should read Ephesians 3, starting with verse 14. And I didn't know how to weasel my way in here, but this works out well. That passage reads, For this reason I bend a knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the fullness of God. Hmm. As I was uh, reading this, I felt like the Lord was saying, this is a time to, to refocus. This is a time to move into a place where the Holy Spirit begins to just overflow into your hearts. And the thing that he overflows into your heart, or from your heart, 
will overflow into pretty much everyone you come in contact with. The concept of love here is something that really is twofold. First of all, it's something static. It's getting into the presence of God and knowing his very nature because God is love. The second thing is that as you live your life, as you minister, as you care, maybe even as you cheer for the, the Packers, we're not sure about that. <laughs> but that, that love becomes active and it becomes transformational. When we add the concept of being teachable, learning, don't just learn head knowledge. Learn how to let it overflow out of you. So in Jesus' name, bless you both. That's great. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's just taking a pic. Okay, anyone else? You have something you want to share? Call him out. I'm, no, that, that's, that's next week. You get to do that. That's, that's not my style. There will be a different style. Yeah, there we go. I just wanted to encourage you because I remember way back at New Song when Jeff and I were involved in children's ministry. Um, Nico, I think you used to do the soundboard, didn't you? So that's when I first remember you. I think you were high school age probably. And uh, I can just remember that you were always consistent. You were always there. And you always uh, had something good to say. And sometimes it was, you know, a little bit cranky, maybe, <laughs> but um, you were always very, very consistent in there, and I knew, I knew who you were, and I know that when this church started and you were a part of it, um, there were times that we didn't always get along, and um, I just wanted to, ex just to really let you know how much I've seen growth, Yeah. and uh, every time I pray for you guys, I see a garden. And in this garden, I see mainly uh, at the beginning, Miko, you're looking over and it's a very formal garden. You have a plan. You have it all figured out that this is the way it's going to be. My kids are never going to do that kind of thing. And that was kind of how your mindset was when you were younger. And I'm just excited that you have changed so much that uh, the Lord showed me there were several paths on that in that garden and that you took different paths. Some of them weren't the greatest ones. But most of them were really good. And one of the best ones was Alyssa. Amen. And I really didn't know you at all until you guys got married. But let me tell you, that was a life-changing experience to watch. How much you grew and how much you changed and how God really moved in the both of you. But especially having known Miko before, it's like, wow, God is really doing something. And then there are other paths that come off that I see um, – Ezra, Solomon, and Moses, and that perspective that God gives you, because you guys are great parents, you're wonderful with your kids, and kids aren't easy, they don't do the things you expect them to do, and it, it's just so wonderful to see how you guys work with your children, I love that about you guys, and I just want you to know that it, it's exciting to see that God has moved in you so much that I, I really respect your life. I respect the way you guys live your life. And I just want to encourage you that, um, 
that he is moving in great ways in both of you. And I'm excited for you to step into this new place. And the scripture that he gave me, all right, where to go now, is Song of Song. No, that's not the right page. Yeah, it was 16, verse 16. There it is. All right, it is Song of Solomon. And verse 16, awake, O north wind, awake, O south wind, breathe on my garden with your spirit wind, stir up the sweet spice of your life within me, spare nothing as you make me your fruitful garden, hold back nothing until I release your fragrance, come walk with me as you walked with Adam in your paradise garden, come taste the fruits of your life in me, and I just pray that over you too that God's going to expand your garden. It's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and there's going to be many more paths of people coming in and out of it. And just, um, I'm excited to see the, the, the future of what God's going to do in you. Amen. Okay, we have time for one more. Oh, yeah, Angela. I just wanted to maybe flesh out a little bit what I was seeing this morning, so I'll just give it to you. I saw the Lord coming as um, Prince of Peace and declaring himself as a Prince of Peace to you. And I just want to read this verse to you is what I was seeing this morning. It says in Isaiah um, 9, starting verse 2, you guys will know it. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people rejoice before you as they rejoice at harvest time as men rejoice in dividing the plunder. And a few verses down, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to sustain it with justice and righteousness, from that time and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And what I saw the Lord saying and doing is I saw him as the, the Prince of Peace, and it was this establishment of peace in your hearts and in this place um, that would be like an anchor in the neighborhood. And it, it you know, I don't know, sometimes I think uh, peace, people can think, oh, it's so nice. But really, the, I saw the establishment of peace, like, you know, if, if a king goes out and takes land and takes territory, it actually is an aggressive move. And so I saw the aggressive move of heaven to come and to take land, um, and part of it is here in this place, but part of it is in our hearts and in your hearts. And the Lord establishing himself as the Prince of Peace and um, you know, I think earlier in Ephesians, somebody read Ephesians here, and earlier in the chapter um, in 2, it talks about ne there being neither Jew nor Greek, and it's because Christ has made himself the peace. He's, you know, broken down the wall in establishment. So um, I just declare the peace of the Lord upon you, in you, and upon you, that you are that here in the neighborhood, that um, the Lord intends to go before you to take ground and to keep ground, and he will be with you as you do that. And even as you see people coming in or being around you, that they are ground that the Lord is giving you and taking for you. And especially as we walk into whatever we're walking into in the future, peace, man. It is, <laughs> it's, 
something that will differentiate the church from others. So I just bless you. Lord, I just thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. You are establishing yourself as such here to keep this an abiding place of your presence. And we love you, Lord. I bless you, Nico, and I bless you, Alyssa. (laughs) Amen. Wow, very, very good. So we actually have some gifts for you, and we also have a prophetic act that we would like to do in remembering and acknowledging what God is doing here today. So Miko and Alyssa and Lori, if you would all come up. So first off, um, your home group ratted you out. So I know that in high school you ran track, oh. right? <laughs> and and and, uh, and you always wanted to earn that decorated baton <laughs> that you never got. It. And they actually hurt a little hurt, like it might have been an unresolved issue for you. So I want to pass on to you and to Miko first your actual decorated baton. So and. And, and to say, Alyssa, you, come on. You've earned it, and Alyssa, you have run your race to win. What? I hold one in. All right, yeah, we'll make it more ceremonial. Okay, the passing of the baton from Lori, and I, I actually, that's step two. Okay, step Yeah, two. I was trying to do the decorated baton first. Okay, so we're passing the baton over to you, and I actually, believe it or not, we're all people of the word. I have a verse as we do this. This is 2 Timothy 2.2. I love this. God gave this to me over a month ago. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So whatever Lori and I have taught you, whatever example we've been to you, we pass that on to you to teach and encourage others and follow the Lord's leading in your life. And that's the way the church works from generation to generation, the handing off of the anointing and the authority that's required for leadership. So bless you with that. Also, your friends and family have taken um, an offering for you guys to be able to go out and get away and go have uh, some respite before we all torment you with all of our needs. And then we just want to acknowledge this with these these flowers as well. So you guys stay up here. Now, Now the best part. And uh, if our prophetic team would come on up, that would be you, Mr. Jeff, and Jeff and Marilyn, and Angela, if you feel like a, a spirit of prophecy falls. You already prophesied twice. So, yeah. So, would you like to join us? Yeah, yeah, please. Yes? Lori? Yes. What'd I do? I'm trying to hide something. Oh, no, I don't want that. I know. Hang on. I've got to mute this. I'm beginning a rebuke. center. And so um, I think maybe my favorite verse concerning prophecy is Revelations 19.10. And it says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So whatever the Lord has for us that can reveal Jesus in a greater way, a more profound way deep in your hearts, that's what we want to speak into your life with these words as you step out on this great adventure. So when let's all just pray. Father, we thank you that you bring encouragement, edification, and comfort to our lives through prophecy, and we can all prophesy. And Lord, the words that you speak into our lives, we believe, we stand on, we contend for 
and nothing that you have spoken will ever fail to come to pass. Every word, every good word you have spoken is empowered already for its own fulfillment. So God, through this team just now, speak into Miko and Alyssa's calling and their future and their destiny as leaders of this community. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Okay. I just feel like, um, <laughs> the Lord's just prompting me to bless you, bless you with the eyes to see Jesus deep in his eyes, because when you look in someone's eyes, you see their heart, so I bless you with eyes to see deep into Jesus' heart, his heart for you in his heart for others. I bless you with Holy Spirit power to do what God calls you to do. I bless you to crawl up into the Father's lap and let him just love on you. Just speak and whisper into your ears so you can hear his deepest, most unbelievable thoughts he has for you. And I bless you to understand all that he is more and more every day. Not just today, but tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, next century. I bless you with everything that he has. Oh, thank you. And one thing that Pastor Richard gave a sermon once, and he said, there's three things that can take out a leader. Gold, glory, and Gloria, or Gordon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he just prompted me to, to pick out three closest people in your lives. And whatever part that is, that, that maybe small part that you need help with, <laughs> then just ask him to pray for you. There's three people. That's what he spoke to me for. The first one is each other. So you already have the first one. like the Lord's saying to encourage you. So I'm going to put my hand on your heart. Father God, everything he needs, he already has. You've already put it in. Same for Alyssa, Father God, that you would just touch their hearts in ways that they may not have experienced before. That, Father, when people come to them in need, that you would expand in them. That you would expand in them. That you would get bigger. And that they would always rely on you and not on maybe education or their thought process that they would always lean into you 
And they would always remember that you are the one that gives them everything they need. That mm -hmm. everything, no matter what it is, comes from your hand and from your heart. And that if they lead with your heart in mind, that they will always do amazing things. And Father, we just thank you. We bless you. We bless both of you that you would be able to not be weary in what you're doing and to not be overwhelmed. And when you are overwhelmed, ask for help. Mm -hmm. That he wants to not only help you himself, but he also wants to bring people alongside you to help you. People that can help you to grow and to learn in the areas that you maybe aren't experienced in. And so, Father God, we thank you for both Alyssa and for Miko. Father, just pour into them, pour into them, pour into them everything they need. Amen. Well, I saw a stirring happening, and specifically for you, Miko, I saw it was like the pool of Bethesda and the angels stirring in the water. And um, I felt like the Lord just wanted you to know, I have initiated that stirring of the water for you. And I really specifically feel like you're going to walk in healing, um, physical healing for people. And, um, and I think, it, like, you're going to help people transition in their hearts and in their minds. It's not a desperation, but the, there's always more than enough. And, I, like, I see you walking up to people and then you somehow knowing uh, that the water is stirring for them and you'll know to like move in specifically for physical healing for them and then but for you I saw the stirring <laughs> and I saw um, it was like uh, you know the whirlwinds of heaven almost and uh, just the especially the angelic activity as you worship and as you praise and just um, the opening of the heavens in this place so I just bless you both and I thank you Lord for the stirring um, for the, just the, I don't know, I just see circles, like circular stirring. So Lord, I thank you for healing. I thank you for open heavens. I thank you for worship. I thank you for angels in this place. And um, I bless you both in Jesus' name. Amen. So I saw, um, I saw a fox. And so uh, if this isn't a word that you don't know, and aren't aware of, but it's the little foxes that will spoil the vine. Mm -hmm. And so that single-hearted focus on the Lord and going to him on, um, everybody's already said this anyway, but keeping your heart firmly planted in him, those distractions that would want to come and waste your energy and your focus. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I just pray both for Miko and for Alyssa. I ask your blessing over them, Father, that you would continually draw them into your presence, Father, that they would keep their eyes single focused on you and recognize, give them a quick discernment and ability to recognize the foxes that are coming in to try to spoil the vine. Thank you. Well, there are things that you already know that have already been spoken over you, but I just had a feeling that I'm supposed to remind you of something. So Miko, you are where you need to be. Your strong values and passions are gifts from God. Don't ever think that they're from yourself. I don't think you will. You are in the beginning of God's plan for your life. You just don't know. God is your provider. I think I heard that earlier today. Um, you're abundantly full. 
you you need nothing you have it all your very your very life is testimony of god's supernatural favor <laughs> yeah you are rich in the spirit and you are exactly who you are supposed to be um, and you are a favored son of the most high god and i love you and that's for you to keep Alyssa, <laughs> you're God's prize. Uh, you're his precious daughter and one of a kind. <laughs> you're a champion, and you are a person of strong resolution. You are a woman of strength and valor, and you search for what is pure and righteous, and you are trusted by those who love you. And you are a favored daughter of the God of God Most High. And I wanted to put those on a card because I think there are times that you're in this ministry that you're going to start doubting some of this stuff. Mm. And uh, it, just keep using the little green card. Okay? <laughs> green means go. Yeah. So I decided not to prepare ahead of time for this time and just see what was fresh that the Lord would have. And so as I was waiting on him, I heard uh, the song, and I actually heard the word that you are a lion and a lamb. And I feel it's appropriate to share it this way. So I just want to say, son, daughter, you are a lion, you are a lamb, you are the the fruit of me joining your life together in the mystery of one flesh. And now I'm joining you into the mystery of my son and his church. Miko, you carry the roar of a lion, the passion of a prophet, and the power to set free. Miko, you're a lamb whose heart is tender, uh, that others can come to and feel safe. This is the perfect blending of the prophetic and the pastoral, working together as one. How to equip and empower my people to see my life revealed through theirs. Amen. So I'm going to ask my wife, Roxanne, to come and join me for just a second. Um, and I'll explain the reason for that in a second. But um, I just want to encourage those of you in the church. Um, as you go into this new season and with this transition of leadership, um, I believe that, and, and I'm going to address this to them in just a minute, but I believe the Lord has uh, already spoken to them some plans and some strategies about he, how he's going to have them call you up higher. In other words, he's going he's gonna to ask, they, excuse me, they are going to ask you, um, to do things that you haven't been asked to do before. A higher level of commitment, a higher level of, of passion, a higher level of, of giving, whether that's finances, time, commitment, whatever that is. Um, and some of you are going to be challenged by that, and you're gonna, your feet are going to go from being asleep, in other words, comfortable, um, to being challenged and... Uh, you're going to feel like it might be time to run. And I want to encourage you to plant your feet now. Church, are you hearing me? Plant your feet now 
You don't make the decision when you're under offense. You make the decisions that you're going to live by before you're offended. I have a a friend that was a policeman that um, he said he would make a decision about what he was going to write the person, you know, as he was pulling somebody over, he would make a decision in the car before he got to their car about what he was going to write them up about or give them a warning or whatever, because otherwise he could be offended by something they had to say. They were rude, they were dumb, they were whatever, and then it could change his mind and dictate what he was going to do. That's reactionary. Do not live reactionary. Plant your feet, because the things that are going to challenge you and frustrate you are also going to take this church to another level. That's not any kind of a slight against Charlie and and Lori. That's, that's, that's That's nothing like that. In fact, I believe that um, that uh, this adjustment that's being made is going to bring um, this church into a five-fold balance of what God has wanted. And I would suggest to you that you need to start a savings account for more chairs um, because you're going to need more chairs in this room and you're going to need to set a schedule for two services. I believe it's going to be within the next 20, 18 to 24 months. I'm speaking to you prophetically now. Um, but it's going to take some, um, it's going to, some of you are going to be offended by what they ask. You're going to be challenged by what they ask, all those kinds of things. It's not going to be as comfortable as it's always been. If you think Christianity is about comfortable, you've not read your Bible. Okay. He sent the comforter. Why do you think he sent him? Because you were going to need him. Somebody say amen. Okay. Now, let me, um, the reason I asked Roxanne to come up um, is I want her to lay hands on you guys because I believe that there's a deliverance ministry um, that's going to be birthed in you guys, and that's what my wife does. Um, she's been going through uh, Randy Clark's uh, school for over a year now, um, and she's now in the advanced portion where uh, they're actually, it's, it's only leaders of ministries and people planting ministries, and um, you want to... You want to pray over them for that, and then I'll finish prophesying. Thank you. So right now, Father God, I declare over this couple. eyes that will see and a heart that will hear. Hmm. That your ability to see, hmm. that you'll no longer be hindered by the natural that's in front of you, but that your eyes would open, that you'll see beyond into the spirit, and you'll see what's actually at play. And I declare within you, will rise up within you that ability to say no, not on my watch. That absolute love, hmm, deliverance ministry comes out of love. And without it, you're never going to deliver. So right now, I just declare that that ability to love, hmm, to love the hell out of people, (laughs) would rise up within you, and you'll say no more, and I've had enough. 
but you'll speak to the issues in their lives and say, my God has declared and the word has said, Mm -hmm. and you'll call it for what it is. that you'll speak honor and respect and authority back into people's lives, Mm -hmm. that they'll have the mind of Christ that will permeate through every aspect of their life, that they'll be able to step in the callings and the destinies that God has called for them, and they'll no longer be held up with what the enemy has said they are or the enemy has declared to declare over their life, but you'll declare freedom and truth and love and righteousness into the very core of who they are, that they will step out in the spirit and what God has called for them. And then this house will be known as a house of safety, a house of glory, a house of restoration, a house of healing. Deliverance is just one part of healing. Mm -hmm. Mind, emotion, and will. God has it for us all. That we do not have to only have to stand on our physical healing, but our minds can be whole and our body can be whole. And our spirit can walk in safety and strength. So right now, God, we declare that over them, Mm -hmm. that they will step in, that that they will move forward, and that they will see who you have called people to be rightly. And you will call that into existence. Mm -hmm. And we declare it as so in your mighty name. Amen. Charlie and Lori, I just want to speak over you real quick. Um, I know this day is about Miko and Alyssa, but... Uh, without you guys laying the foundation. Church, would you stand and point your hands towards Charlie and Lori, please? There's a foundation that you've built. It's strong. And it's hardened over time. It's strengthened over time. Concrete continues to uh, to strengthen over 30 years. And I think that, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what you said, how long ago you planted this church. But, um, but the ground is still hardening. The foundation is still hardening. There's a strength in that. It gives the people in this room and the people that have come through this church, it gives them a reassurance that they stand on steady ground. It's not muddy. It's not weak. It's not passive. But it's made of love. I can see in the concrete rocks of truth, stones of truth, stones of teaching. They're sprinkled throughout because it gives the foundation strength. It gives it uh, something to hold it together. Those are the things of your life that have been sprinkled throughout this foundation. They're the things that have salt and peppered the lives of the people in this room that call this place home. You've seasoned their lives. And the Lord says he is well pleased with you. He says that the people that stand before you and point their hands towards you right now are impacted and affected and grown up, if you will, matured, if you will, because of the seasoning that you have added to their lives. They would not be who they are, what they are, and where they are without what you've sprinkled into their lives. I commend you into this new season 
where you lay down the responsibilities and the challenges and the headaches of the things that you hated doing before, but now you get to love on people freely. I would encourage you to walk in your anointing, to walk in that anointing of pastoring people, loving on people, encouraging people. Paul said that all uh, prophecy was edification, exhortation, and comfort. I would encourage you to walk in those three things. I would encourage you to love the unlovable as you have done so well for so many years. I would encourage you to continue to step out and stand in the community as you have for so many years. I would encourage you to continue to cheer on. Spiritual sons and daughters. Continue to receive from spiritual mothers and fathers. And the book of Job teaches us that the best way to become a good father and a good father and mother is to learn how to be a good son and daughter. You will forever be a son and a daughter unto the king. But because of being good sons and daughters, you become a good mother and father. So I bless you in your new season. This day is not just about the new generation, but the new generation wouldn't be able to do what they're doing without the previous generation. So I bless you, I encourage you, and I thank you for the investment that you've made. You could have made more money in the, in the business realm. You could have done other things. Instead of spending holidays and different things invested in other people's lives, you could have spent those on a beach somewhere. You could have spent those laying in the sun or Charlie on a sailboat. But instead, you set the sail. You tacked from person to person, ministering, loving, and releasing what the Father's given you as a good father, making you a good father. So I bless you in that. Does that music mean we're running out of time? Okay, all right. Let's... uh. Let's uh, turn to Miko and Alyssa if we can. Let me just say really clearly to you guys, love you guys, and I'm very proud of you. Okay? You receive that? All right. Miko and Alyssa, I serve... um, on the U.S. Coalition of Apostolic Leaders. Steve Trujillo, who just passed away on Friday, he and I represented Oregon on that national coalition. I speak to you from that position, not just the senior leader of our church, but also uh, from that position in the anointing the Lord has put on my life. I haven't, I've known you guys for several years, but I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. But the Lord is telling me that the two words that have been on your heart are freedom and excellence that you're ready to call the house to excellence so that you can release them in freedom. That um, that you're going to take things higher. You're going to, in fact, I see um, uh, uh, from a spiritual level, I see this house being elevated, um, uh, being raised up almost 
where you are like the space needle, where you can look down spiritually, not look down in any kind of controversial way, but look down spiritually into people's homes from a high place, from a spiritual place. And I see you seeing the things that surround this place, and I see you being called to break those principalities and powers of this neighborhood. I see you getting people set free. It's the reason I asked my wife to lay hands and impart on you. You've walked in a teacher and prophet anointing for a long time. You've brought truth and love. But the Lord says that um, he has you at the door of the apostolic, and he's about to step you through that. However, the doorway is a long doorway. It's not just walking through and you're in in a second, but it's, a, it's sometimes an arduous and sometimes painful uh, uh, task to walk through that doorway. I want to encourage you, and I, I want you to have my number so that you can call. I'm going to um, give you other numbers as well, but, um, but you need to allow the other fathers in the region to be able to reach out to you, and you need to be able to reach out to them. You are called for this season and this time and this place. I, the reason I'm stating it that way is I don't want there to be any mistake. Not from the people in this room, not from those that are being called to this place, nor in your heart in the middle of a dark night. Set your feet and say, come hell or high water, I am not moving unless God tells me to. I declare over you that there will be a new grace, that there will be a new mercy and a new abundance. The finances that you need to take this to a new level are on their way. You will see a, a significant increase in the finances within the next six months. The Lord is also going to show you areas to cut in the budget to be able to tighten things up. He's going to balance the budget and then increase the budget. He's going to show you how to be good stewards. Not saying you're not good stewards now, but he's going to take that to another level. He's going to teach you how to steward not only money, but he's going to teach you how to steward giftings, people, anointings, and relationships. The relationships will be in the house as well as across to other houses. I see a fresh wind at your back. It's going to blow you forward. I assume since you were in track, Alyssa, that you ran. And I noticed your golden shoes earlier. Miko has shoes like mine. Neither one of us could wear gold shoes, I don't think. Nor should we. Alyssa, recognize the golden shoes that you wear and the voice that you carry. And do not let any man tell you where you can stand or what you can say. You are just as anointed. Don't let culture or anything else tell you otherwise. And for anybody that thinks that the man is the head, that's true. But I'll tell you the truth, the neck turns the head. 
Bible says, he who has found a wife has found a good thing. My wife says it does not say what she found. <laughs> Miko, that has nothing to do with you. That's my own issue. Sorry. I just release an apostolic anointing and impartation upon this couple right now in the name of Jesus. They will be the father of many. They will be the architects of what's being built here and beyond. I see your feet touching the nations. You're going to be asked and invited to go and to lay your hands and feet in other nations. Those that don't receive, brush off the dust and keep moving. There's going to be open doors relationally throughout the Northwest. There are going to be open doors uh, around the world. Hear from the Lord which ones to walk through. Trust him as you do. He'll provide the finances. He'll provide the anointing. And he's providing the, uh, the calling that's already on your lives. I bless you and I honor you and I'm excited to see what the next 10 years hold for this house and for you guys personally. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Can we all just conclude with one final prayer over Miko and Alyssa? And I would ask you again to stand, if you can, extend your hands. Whatever blessing you have in your heart for Miko and Alyssa, would you just extend that even right now? And Father, we just thank you we are honored to be a part of what you're doing in Miko and Alyssa's life. And Jesus, your ministry started with your baptism. And the Father opened the very heavens above them. And Lord, we ask for you to open the heavens above Miko and Alyssa. And Lord, allow your spirit to descend now and remain. And Lord, I just speak those words over them both. Oh, whoo, this is my beloved son and daughter in whom I am well pleased. So Lord, help them go out in that security, that assurance, that acceptance, and that connection they have with you throughout the remaining years, God. We release every blessing of heaven, favor and anointing rest upon their lives. We love them, we support them, we'll pray for them. We encourage them on their journey as they encourage us all on ours. We pray this all together in the matchless name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. amen, amen. And Miko has something. Who stole the mic? There we go. Um, I just wanted, before we end it, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody here. Thank you for uh, leading worship. Thank you very much. Thank you for the people that drove multiple hours to be here. You know who you are. Uh, thank you for the unexpected friends. So, thank you. Um, we're really excited. So, uh, we look forward to your continued support. You got anything to say? Thank you. All right. Love with, you guys. With that, you're all invited to a reception that's going to be in the lobby of the church. So, we've got some foods, refreshments. You can encourage Miko and Alyssa personally with whatever you like. God bless you all.